It's time! Drew Doherty and John Harris have their white coats and their goggles on, and they're ready to talk Texans in a different sort of way. Uh, Let's go in the lab. Welcome back. It feels like we just left you. This is in the lab. I'm Drew. John Harris is over there across from me. What's up, Drew? Not much, my brosif. And last week we unveiled the 53 on offense and special teams. And when I say the 53, I'm talking about the 53-man roster we'd want to put together from the Houston Texans franchise history. Only a few little boundaries, guidelines we had for it. No one-year players, meaning guys that were only here for one season. Now, that did not exclude players who were rookies last year or who joined the team last year and are now under contract for this year because a few of them made it. But let's do a quick rundown because we're doing the defense today, John. Yeah. The all-time defense. But last week on offense, we took two QBs, Deshaun Watson and Matt Schaub. We had four running backs in Arian Foster, Dominic Davis, Lamar Miller, and Ben Tate. Got Leach to the beach, the fullback, Vontae Leach, three tight ends, Owen Daniels, Joel Dreesen. And really the first out of, I think, the first argument-worthy one out of all those we had I, I I chose Jordan Thomas. I put him in Big Baby Thomas because of what he can be, what we project him to be. We think he's going to be a success. Yeah, Mark didn't like that one. Yeah, what did he say? He just thought it was too early on Big Baby. Did he have like faux outrage on this? Yeah, one? he he yeah. said CJ, CJ Fedora. Okay, I mean I he said yeah. CJ. I mean that was the one that I came up with, but I think I think Big I think Big Baby can be a, a shooting star. So I, yeah. I I understood completely, completely. I'm projecting. That's what I did. That's fine. That's what that's what we're supposed to do in this. That's the, the beauty Projection. of this in the lab. So six wide receivers, and we went with Dre, DeAndre, Will Fuller the fifth, Kevin Walter, Corey Bradford, and then another little projection here, Kiki QT. Were there any uh, were there any arguments there from Vandermeer? No, I don't think so. Um, when I said you know Kiki ends up being our slot guy, he's like, what about David Anderson? No, I said, I love DA. <laughs> yeah. I love DA, but Same. if I got to go win a game, I'm putting 16 in the slot. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Yeah. And then on the line, our starting line is Dwayne Brown, Wade Smith, Chris Myers, Mike Bridezell, and we're Eric Winston. That's going left to right. And then my three backups: Chester Pitts, Derek Newton, and Steve McKinney. Were there any arguments there? No, I think he was. Uh, I think he was okay with that uh, for the most part. When we I talked him through kind of the McKinney. Versus Ben Jones aspect, he's like that was the right move. That yeah. was the right move. Close, you know, you could go, you could go either way. And then we had some special teamers. Long snapper John Weeks, no chance that's uh, getting usurped. Shane Leckler is your punter. Mm-hmm. Man. Let's take a take a break here because we got to talk about Shane Leckler retiring the retirement party. That's right. I love Shane Leckler. That was really cool to see that his wife Erin did that for him. He said that he walked into the party and he had been told. Hey, we're going to one of my friend's birthday parties, and they all yelled surprise when he got in. He said, hey, I think we ruined the surprise. I thought it was for somebody else. <laughs> and then he realized that he looked at everyone. He knew every single person there. Yeah, he realized it was, was for him. So that was really cool. He, um, John McClain of the Chronicle had, some, had a story on it. He had some offers from the Steelers, a few other teams to punt the Chargers. Yeah. He just decided he didn't want to, didn't want to punt anymore because he could have he kept going. Yeah, he could have. Had a good preseason, had a good 2017 
he hung it up. I remember in that Dallas preseason game, in the fourth game, he hit an absolute moonshot. Yeah. And Mark and I were just like, I, I mean, we were like, yes, that's it. Like, that's the one that keeps him, kind of keeps him there. But look, it it uh, it didn't turn out that way. I, you know, you got a chance to go fishing with with Leckler and twice. I think that was, yeah, that that must have been very cool. It was fun. I one time tell this quick story about about Leckler. I I used to talk like he would come over to me during a game. Like he would see me over there and he's like, hey. How many timeouts? Or you know, talk about what's going on during timeouts. Like, hey, what are we doing here? All this. Game. We just talk football like during the game. He was just great to talk to. But I asked him one time in pregame. One time, I can't remember where we were, and I I just asked him about punting in this particular stadium, and I don't remember where we were. And he started breaking it down. He said, "Well, he's like, look, at night, most of the time the winds are going this particular direction, and they're doing this. I've been in the stadium enough to know." So. You know, if we're playing at night, I try and keep the ball like this. If we're playing during the day, a lot of times you don't get kind of that wind. Uh, so you're gonna, I can end up punting it this particular way. He goes, but that's different than this stadium because this stadium is kind of the reverse. So I got to think about it this way. He started breaking out all the he AFC factored stadiums. In shadows too. He factored in everything. He just started going through all the different. And of course, he knew Oakland Alameda Coliseum. I mean, that was the one he knew the yeah. best. And he just he was it was so funny to hear him talk about it. He's like, you know, if you go in this way, up in that corner, I've I punted so many times that corner, I know that some winds come out of there. He broke the whole thing down for me in like ten minutes, like every stadium, how he goes about it, the different, you know, style of punts he has. I walked out of there and I went, That's when I started I've I've never been a big fan of of, of kickers and punters. I mean, I think just that just comes when you play football because the kickers and punters kind of go off their own field and they're bouncing the ball and doing different things, and so it's always kind of frustrating. And so that was really when I I really got an appreciation for he could for punters because the way that he talked about it, and then it's one thing to talk about it; it's another thing to just go out and execute it. And the way that he did it was just it was it was phenomenal. He was really fun to watch. I think the only regret that I have. It's kind of good news, bad news. I remember in 2014 when we went to Indianapolis, we had already lost Fitzy. Tom Savage had gotten banged up. I really wanted to see Shane Leckler going in as the third emergency quarterback. (laughs) I wanted to see it happen. I mean, I didn't want to see it ever happen, but I really wanted to see it happen just once. He would kind of just once. He would kind of gig when he got here. Not the Shaw, not in 13, but 14 through about 16. He would sort of gig some of those those quarterbacks yeah. in warmups. Yeah, he'd go up and he'd you know he'd kind of wind up and just throw a few darts <laughs> right in front of him, and he you know he kind of mess with them. It was really funny. Know. But with Shane, like it's such a damned shame that he was so close that second or third year in Oakland, yeah. the year they went to the Super Bowl. They, they I think two years before that they Gannon got like squished by Tony Siragusa and they yeah they lost title. to the Ravens. Probably yep. would have won at home if he hadn't yep. hadn't, hadn't happened. But he gets so close there, and then he endures like almost a decade of losing. He was in that tuck rule game. He was in the tuck rule game. Then the next year they went to the Super Bowl. And then Um, he signs with the Texans coming off a 12-win season, and things get up. Hey, that 13 season when he started out here, I mean, he was like Picasso, man. He was dropping them inside the four, inside the three. After the win over Tennessee, J.J. Watt was in the postgame press conference talking about Shane Leckler Mm. for about three or four different questions, talking about how – Awesome, it was, and you know, there's there's a lot of um, revisionist history. Like, hey, on on 
fourth down or third down instead of throwing out wide against Seattle and having that pick six happen? Yeah. Why don't you just run Arian, get him a yard, maybe he busts, gets the first down, but if not, turn it over to Leckler and make yep. make Russell Wilson and them go the whole whole distance. But he gets so close so many times and uh, and then just had to go through it. But he was he's one of my favorites to talk to, just like you. You know, what I mean, he always had something funny to say. He's our punter on the all time team. Our kicker caused a little bit of a concern, not not a concern, but a little bit of an argument. We wound up going with Kaimi Fairbairn over Neil Rackers, and some of you were like, "Well, what about Chris Brown?" Mm-hmm. Just kind of went on numbers alone, and that's what the, the thing was with us. You know, I can't remember. And, if you, and touchbacks with Kaimi. He, yeah. He, he that, gets a touchback. That was one of the things that, that you and I talked about. I can't remember if we talked about this, but this one thing that Mark brought up. He said, um, and I, we may have talked about this too, but he talked about Kaimi's won games. Yeah. But the ball has never been on his foot to lose a game. Yeah. And, yeah, I remember that because we talked about McManus. And look, Kaimi's been kicking for a couple of years. It it's bound to happen at some point, but it, but it hasn't because Kaimi, especially last year. I mean, the field goals he made against the Colts, you know, keeping him in the game against the Cowboys. You know, those those kicks that he made in that game, Kaimi was was nails all all last year. His percentage was great. You know, but Chris and and Mark recounted there were a couple of times that Chris Brown had the ball on his foot in big games to tie or to take the lead late or to win the game outright. And and he missed those kicks, so you know. Hopefully, it doesn't happen to Kaimi. But he said that was a that was a big point for him, kind of separating the two. So he was okay with Kaimi, no doubt. And then we had a couple special teamers, kind of in coverage, and we chose Johnson, Batamosi, and Brian Peters just because of what they've done the yeah. last couple years. Batamosi last year seemed like every time a punt went in the air, he was waiting next to <laughs> the return man to just yeah. tag him. You know, yeah. and it was it was over. So we went with those two, and that left us what? So f- five. And then uh, twenty, so that that's twenty nine guys. Okay, out of fifty three. So now we got to choose a defense, John. Yeah, twenty. So that leaves us twenty four. Twenty four bodies. Yeah, and okay. let's start up front because that's where you start up front. Okay, how many did you go with? Twenty five. I went through. I went no, how many? How many I went with eight defensive line slash oh, okay. outside line. All right. I was wondering how. I was wondering how you you came to this number. All right. I'm gonna grab a pen and paper here just so grab one. I turned 47 the other day, Drew, so my old man skills are 47. Kind of, yeah, I know. How about that? All right, so D-line. So let's start with the obvious. Yes, Gary Walker. He is in there. Yes, you're right. Okay, that's the obvious. There's okay. one. Walker. Uh, that guy named Watt's pretty good. Yep. We'll take two. him. Uh-huh. Clowney. Yep. Okay. Would you have put Mario of course, on this? Of course. Right. Of course. Williams. So that's four. You picked eight, right? Yep. Whitney. Of course. Um, so that's that's five. So okay, now here are some options. I would think about Seth Payne. I think Seth was. He's in. All right, Seth is in. I mean, I didn't even hesitate. He was in. Okay, good. Two, four, six. You need six. some beef up front. Reader, of course. Seven. I think I think he's. Oh, and Ninja. Yeah, that's it. That's seven. One, two, two four, three, six. Four, that's five, eight. Six, seven, eight. I have nine. Then sorry. Oh, okay. You have my nine. math is awful. Because you have. Here's what we have: Gary Walker, JJ, Clowney, Mario, Whitney. Seth Payne, DJ Reader, Antonio Smith, and who am I missing? Who am I missing? Who's the ninth? I got a guy who's really athletic, can play some different spots for you. Barwin. There you go. All right, Barwin. Yep. And he provides some comic relief. <laughs> he does that. All around good guy. So yeah, there's my nine right there. I don't know that I have any I don't have any real debate with with those. It's athletic. You got some beef in there with Reader, Payne. Walker, yeah, you know, it's a lot you can do. And those are three guys that can move around still a little bit. 
I don't know that I have any beef with it. I have no beef with any of those uh, whatsoever. I'm just trying to think if there's anybody. I don't think there's anybody that that we would have forgotten in that list. I think that's good. Okay. How do you, okay, and how do you line the, the, those? Who do you put on the field? Because I got I got to have I got to have Watt and Clowney and well, Mario what are, what are we, on the field at the same time. There's what are we running? I, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm I'm almost well. Let's do the linebackers. Then I'll tell you. Okay. Okay. Because I I would. I would lean three four with this group, and then my outside linebackers. See, that's that's tough because see, I would want to play Clowney inside because I'm that way. I like my I like interior disruption, so I would like to put Clowney. Inside, I would almost but, go with Watt and Smith inside, Clowney and Mario outside. You know, on, in some speed rushing stuff, rush yeah. those four, and then let whatever. But anyways, let's get yeah, some if linebackers. I put those four. But then again, if you want to stop the run, you yeah. could. I mean, you could put Reader and Payne on the inside, mm-hmm. and then you could put Ninja as one defensive end, and then Watt Clowney as the other one. Sure. I mean, if you're just looking to stop stop the run, and Gary Keep, Walker can jump all over. All right, linebackers. The beauty of that is you have lots of options. Linebackers, how many? Six. Okay. Cushing. Yep. D'Amico. Of course. B-Mac. Yep. Zach. Yep. Cuttingham. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. Cushing, Ryans, B-Mac. Zach. That wasn't the order I picked him in, but yes. No, I know, I know. You get six, right? Yep, two more. Oh, Sharper. Yep. Jamie Sharper. Yep, one more from that era. Got to yeah. go way back, these two. Jamie Sharper and uh, Jay Foreman. Yep. There's a few other guys you could maybe consider, but you got to have those. Those are – I don't know. I mean – They gobbled up – all six mm-hmm. of those guys at one point or another gobbled up tackles. Yep. In a season. And, I mean, they, they – it's interesting when you look at it, too. It's two guys kind of per era – Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jamie yeah. Sharper and Jay Foreman, yeah. kind of the first era, and then D'Amico and Cushing were together, and then you got B Mac and Zach together. It's uh-huh. kind of it's kind of interesting the way that that uh, that those guys worked out. All right, I'm pretty good there. All right, corners. Yeah, how many? I only have four. Okay, but it's but anyways, yeah, I got four. But you've got versatility with your safeties, kind of. Okay, J Joe. Yeah, and then Aaron Glenn. Yep, Kareem. Kareem is on. I have him okay, as a safety, safety but okay. yeah, but yeah. Okay, all right. We'll but see. don't count but he, him as a corner. Don't count him as a corner. Okay, so I got my safety group here. Safety's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, where'd you put Marcus Coleman? I put him as a safety. And safety. He's on it, and he's on absolutely. Okay, gotta so we Marcus. know we got Kareem. Got to have Marcus, man. Yeah, if oh, for yeah. no other reason than the shenanigans. Oh, this, yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt. Um, but he could play. He intercepted seven passes in a season for the Texans once. So J. Joe. Aaron Glenn, did you put – oh, Deontay Robinson? Of course. Got to have him. Pay me, Deontay. J. Joe, Aaron Glenn, Deontay Robinson, and – One of our favorites, with us no longer, still in the league, undrafted. AJ. Yeah. I got AJ. Yeah. AJ Boye. Those are my four corners. Yeah. That's pretty That's pretty salty. And then I got safeties one, two, three, four, five. Five. And you've named two of them, Kareem Jackson and Marcus Coleman. But Kareem can play – Corner in a pinch if you need him. Glover. Yep. Glover Quinn. Yep. Uh, did you put Bernard Pollard on there? I did not. Okay. Bernard was good in 09 no, and struggled I, I, in 10. I wouldn't put him on there. It was just yeah. kind of the first name that popped up. Liked him a lot. When Wait, my how many did you say? Uh, you, I got five, and you five. named three. Glover, Kareem Jackson, and Marcus Coleman. So there's two left. Well, you definitely didn't put Matt Stevens on there. Didn't put you Matt didn't Stevens. didn't put Matt, Matt Stevens on there. Did you put Justin Reed on there? I sure did. All right. Because I think he's going to be something, and he was something oh, last yeah, year. Yeah, no doubt. What about Drahal? Did you put Drahal? I didn't 
and that's he was my borderline guy. Okay. Because I think this guy was a little bit more versatile, a little bit you know, he came in Which era? He was first playoff team. Big free agents. Oh, Daniel Manning. Yeah, Daniel Manning. I mean, he's yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. I, I alluded to him the other day when mm-hmm. we were talking about specialists. Because you could use him as a return man. Okay. Now, the names we don't have there, that not to argue with, but Dre Howe is the first one that kind of comes to mind. Yeah. Um, I don't – you know, when you look at the – One more season of, of Dre Howe playing the way he has, though, he could kind of push his way into the conversation. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. There are a couple things kind of stand out as I look at this, Drew. How many – I mean, that that's nine defensive linemen. Yeah. But really, only four corners. Yeah, but you got Kareem can play corner. Nah, Kareem, Glover, Glover I, and, and Kareem did play. Kareem did play a lot of corner, but as did Glover. It just, it, yeah, and, and Glover should have never played corner. Who'd I leave out corner wise then? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, this franchise has just not had a a bunch of not that a lot of franchises have the the lockdown corner, but but this franchise has had Watt and Clowney and Williams and Merciless and Payne and Reed. I mean, they've had. Dudes up front, yeah, and then at corner, it they just they haven't been able to get it right. You wanted to get it right with Kevin Johnson, and you did have it right with AJ Boye, but he wanted to to take a deal uh, that the Jaguars put in front of him. But you know, you drafted Dante Dante Robinson in the first round, and for that first year, he was fantastic. I don't think his play ever reached that level again, but he was good. Yeah, he was good. Aaron Glenn was phenomenal, but you were unfortunately getting him at the end of his career. You got J. Joe at the right time. Yeah. Um, my my point in that is it's time to get some young cover dudes. Yeah. Get some dudes in here that can just lock it down a little bit. And I think that's and happening. cover somebody. I think that's happening in this draft. I, I think it is too. Um but as far as players that I can think of up top of my head that um might have some arguments. I think Andre Howe would be would be one to consider. Sure. I don't know that I I don't know that I would put Dre in front of any any anybody that we have here at safety, I don't think I could. I don't think I could do that. But he he definitely uh, in the discussion. There's no question about that. Other than that, Drew, as I look at this, I don't know if there's anybody that stands out where I go. Well, no. Maybe Kylie Wong should have gotten some consideration, but you know. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that Kylie. I mean, my you know the, the Vic Fangio defenses the first few years were very very good. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see that group as much. I started. But when I got here in 2007, the defense was not not tremendous. Yeah, it had Mario and it had D'Amico, and that's why for years following there were just draft picks added and added and added to the defensive side of the ball because if you're going to beat Peyton Manning, yeah, yeah, you're you're going to beat Peyton Manning. You better find you're going to beat anybody. I mean, even Peyton Manning aside, I mean they they really needed Mm -hmm. it. It was a team that had the offensive identity. Kubiak coming in doing what he did, and and the points that were scored in that offense. Yeah. I, what I find interesting in this is we talk about building through building through the draft. Now the the first the first group of guys, you know, they all came from the expansion draft, so it's a little different when you look at it from that perspective. But when I when I look at when I look at this group, you know what stands out to me for some reason? It's all through the draft. Antonio Smith and J. Joe. Yeah. Your two biggest and Daniel Manning. Those are three Probably three of the four best free agent signings you ever had, mm-hmm. you know, end up on this roster on the defensive side of the ball. So. I, w- I would, you know, what else? I would throw Tyron Matthew in that group too, as far as the signing. I yeah. think that was a great si- because I think it was a good signing too. Yeah, absolutely. he had a really good season, and he's probably going to get you a compensatory third, right? After the fact, but I thought that was a really good signing, and it wasn't the first day or two of free agency. Either. Yeah, it was after he got released, and then they had to kind of 
fight through the recruiting process because he was getting recruited all over the place. Yeah. All over the place. But you sign him, he comes in and becomes a captain, which is amazing, in one season. Gets, you know, he gets Pro Bowl consideration. He's like an alternate or whatever. He was really good. I, I thought that was a good signing. But he doesn't make this team because he was a one-year right, guy. Right, he's, he's a one-year guy. But we love Tyron, but it's just you got to have rules. Yeah, Dre Howe, Kylie Wong, those would be two that I would consider. But, but my point in kind of bringing that up, you know, Vic had some really good defenses, and we've got Gary Walker, we've got Seth Payne, mm-hmm. we've got the two linebackers, got Aaron Glenn. Got components you know, of every part of the defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very much so. The middle crew, when they were adding pieces defensively, I think there were times in which, boy, it would have been, you know, they, they hit on Cushing. You know, then obviously had to draft Dwayne Brown in 2008. But Amobi Koye, that was, a, that was a miss in 2007. You know, right off the bat, I thought Amobi was going to be, I thought he was going to be kind of the Ed Oliver of this group. You know, a young disruptor up front, and it just never, it never, it never turned out that particular way. But then you started hitting on picks. Then you hit on Cushing. Then you hit on Watt. Um, you hit on Clowney, you hit on Whitney, you know, hit on, on those draft picks. And obviously you can see that amongst this list, but the, the middle group from like 2007 to 2010, it was just, you know, it was, it was Cushing, Cushing to Miko Mario. Yeah. You know, it was those three for, for a very, very long time. Then you add Watt, then you add Merciless. Now all of a sudden you're starting to build this thing up a little bit. Then 11, you bring in the free agent, J. Joe Manning, and now you start to build it up. But, um, I think it'll be interesting. We did this exercise in five years. What other of this group mm-hmm. would be on there? Because oh, it'll change, yeah. We've got, of this group, we've got Watt, Clowney, Merciless, Reader. At linebacker, you got B Mac and Zach. Mm-hmm. I think you got to watch this year's Dylan Cole. And that kind of goes back to my question of 3 4 versus 4 3. Because. I know the Texans play a lot of nickel. When they do, they go to a four-man front, and that means clowning one on the outside, Reader and Dunny a lot of times next to him. But you're going play two linebackers if you play nickel. They could play a 4-3 and let Dylan Cole kind of play that will linebacker spot because mm-hmm. he's kind of part safety, part linebacker, part corner, part everything. I think Dylan Cole's got to be on the field. I don't know if he would ever make this list, but I think Dylan Cole's got to be on the field going forward. But I think where the, we're going to see the biggest change, hopefully, is in the corner safety category. We've got Justin Reed on there. Hopefully Andre Howe can continue what he's been doing. Let's pair but, him up with a corner who's young. Yes. Who's going to do some things. Absolutely. Who's going to just – you don't have to worry about that side. Yep. You know, that. let's get somebody like that. He's got T.Y. Hilton. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that's, that's the way I've looked at this whole you know, draft situation. You know, look, Bradley Roby's coming in here. He's played a lot of man coverage um, in his career, and that's one of the, one of the things I, I don't want to forget about. He's on a one-year deal. You get a rookie, you get him fairly cheap. And that guy – Obviously, Bradley's got something to prove. A rookie's going to have something to prove. But that rookie's going to be tasked with, you've got 13. you got the ghost. Wherever he goes, <laughs> wear your clown mask because it's time to get going. So that, to me, is, is where the next step has to be made with this defense. you got the front. We know the front. The front's there. Find somebody that can lock it down, continue with Justin Reed's development, and we could be looking at another top-five defense in, in due time. It just wasn't that last year because we just didn't get to a point where we could cover anybody yeah. successfully, consistently. That's going to change, though. Yeah. Knock on wood. Well, uh, hey, uh, before we go. Good job, Drew. Again, huge thanks to our friend and listener, at DA Howa yeah. 50 on uh, Twitter. Great Great, man. Great idea. This was a lot of fun. and enjoyed doing this. and uh, Yeah, we're going to do something fun. If you got an idea for In the Lab, you got a bone to pick, just tweet at us at Jay Harris Football is his. 
Mine's at Doherty Drew, my last name and my first name. And uh, we'll holler back at you. Until then, this has been In the Lab. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.